0: Beatrice.
1: Hello, Rebecca. How are you?
0: I, I'm all right. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine, thank you. What have you Good. been up to over Christmas?
0: Oh, it was really nice and quiet, and I had a really exciting week this week because I was in a different podcast with wow. Henrietta Kalina and Jason Campbell wow. called The Conversation. So that was really fun. So it's nice. It was. It was really interesting to to meet them and. To be talking to people who are from the fashion industry rather than people like us who are yeah. on the other side of the fence, really.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I must listen it to it. It was
0: really good. Yeah, it was really fun. And and you were—are you doing a class or are you just reading up on visible mending? Because I don't exactly know what it is.
1: Well, I I I wanted to tell you about it. So I've been trying to think about when that first whole thing first came up and. Um, I think it's this, um, there was this thing in, in 2012, so quite a while ago, and it was called the Human Textile Wellness Initiative. And it ah. was a few people um, in New York, like Sarah Scaturo, who's now at the Met, and someone called Jessamine Hatcher, and then Emily Spivak, who wrote this book, Worn Stories, which I definitely need to get, and a few other people. And what they did, they um they, they sort of did workshops where you could bring an item of clothing, um, and then... You'd fallen out of love with or you had some issues with, so and they would mend they would mend the relationship I think with this item of clothing, and they might mend the clothes- bit of clothing as well and i'm not I'm not actually even sure it was them I saw first, and maybe a few people did that, but I really loved that idea, and they it's beautiful, yes, and they they give you a sort of questionnaire where they say, "How did you meet? When did you? When did you? When did the relationship go sour and that kind of stuff?" So I, I really loved that, and I wonder whether we could do something at the museum. But I, I sort of never followed it up. And then there's this publication. Do, do you know it's called Address? It's I think it's just yes. online, and I, I really like it. And there's someone called um, Aisha Abadi who writes uh, one of the series they have called Fashion from the Shadows, and. In July this year, she did something that was called "Mended Scars," and she wrote about a whole lot of people who do visible mending. Yeah, and um, and I was just absolutely fascinated by it because I, I do keep my clothes for a very long time, and I mend a lot, and I dye things. You know, I'm really bad at with people and with clothes. I think saying goodbye, I just can't do it. <laughs> so, I just keep things forever, and um. But I usually mend them so that I try to do it so you don't see it and i just i just once you think about doing it into something a feature, it just totally switches everything um and open up opens up a whole a whole new field and there there's one particular person called Celia Pym, and if you look her up online she sort of mended this sweater and it's just basically half holes at the beginning and half sweater, and then she filled in the holes and I mean, I've come quite late to this. This has been going on for a while. There's another person called Tom of Holland who's been doing this all since the sort of early 2010s. I think Celia Pym a bit earlier than that. And she's been in the Women's Hour Craft Prize this year and she's doing stuff at the V&A, possibly even this weekend. So it's it's there's quite a few people now that are, are doing it, but... Um, there's another group I've just looked at. They, they're in Holland, and what they do, they mend things with gold. So with gold and thread. Oh, I like that. Yes, I do like it. And apparently um, there is this Japanese um, way of mending ceramics where you use gold so you can actually see it. And that's where oh. their idea comes from. And I, I think it's just such a fantastic idea. And
0: It really is.
1: And it just also made me think, I mean, sometimes at the museum... I find some nice mending. Not that much actually. But it also m- made me think about how you know, how we don't once something is broken here, we we usually don't we put it away or you, you're not meant to have yeah. holes. I know it was sort of different with the sort of whole Japanese clothes well, in the eighties, but that was this is sort of so long ago. When whereas now, you know, if you have something that I don't know, I just fell off my bike once and I had put a hole in my jeans and I thought, oh damn, I can't wear this now anymore. And it's just so stupid in a way. Yeah. So once you get, once you think about this sort of visible mending, it just, you don't have to get rid of anything. You can just keep mending.
0: Wow. (laughs) It's really, it's such a beautiful idea. And as you say, it's kind of an antidote to fast fashion. It makes you treasure your clothes more and you're kind of putting more love into them aren't you especially if it's gold I I mean of course I love the idea of gold
1: yeah I love the idea of gold I did I have this um it's it's like a sort of traditional (laughs) (laughs) traditional Bavarian Austrian type sort of um cardigan it's sort of grey with some sort of green edges and the elbows are worn and i have i've put it away now for 3 years and i i was going to mend it over the christmas but i haven't done it yet but i i was thinking of putting some lurex um wool in it just using something completely different that doesn't really work I found even some lurex wool with some spangles <laughs> I thought oh maybe God. maybe I could use that but yeah I haven't done it yet and I might keep it I've I've booked a workshop with Celia Pym at the end of March and I might just wait until that rather than yeah I'm still worried I'm still it's still meant to be beautiful though so I guess that's sort of that's maybe the thing. It's yeah
0: like, cause I I did um men two little moth holes in a cashmere shawl and due to lack of expertise it looks like it now has skin tag <laughs> because it's it's like I did it too tight so it's like little bally bits on the shawl oh. so you need to know
1: what you're doing don't yeah you? yeah you do so in a way well maybe or maybe not I don't know On 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 all the websites that are about it they have sort of examples of people doing stuff and some are more beautiful than others. I think the the knitting, filling knit in holes with knitting, that is probably a bit, really a bit more more difficult. Um, and I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure I could just do that. So, yeah, I'm going to wait. You
0: mean you have to knit a little thing and then, I don't
1: understand. Yeah, I think you can actually pick up, uh, loops from the from around the hole and then sort of knit over it as it were. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, you no, know I
0: think you'd need to know what you're doing. Yeah,
1: I think that's sort of <gasps> quite um yeah, that's quite involved. But um yeah, that and then there's another thing you should look, look up which is interesting for um for repair. And you don't need to sew. It's something called wool filler and it's just you can buy they're almost like sort of, how can I describe it? They're sort of little balls of wool in different colors. And you put them in the hole and then you just just prick them with a needle. It's really hard to describe, but there's a video online if you look up wool filler. And if you prick a lot, a lot of time and you have a sort of bit, a bit of foam underneath, it felts it. And it just naturally—it wow. just naturally fills the the hole if you do it long oh enough.
0: My God. I feel like I need to poke some holes in some of my clothes to yeah. do that.
1: And you can—they have really nice colors, and they have really nice examples on on the website, where people have just used lots of different colors to fill different holes in 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 their jumper. So maybe that's one thing that you might want to do—is just. That of, I might manage.
0: Because yeah. my mum did teach me how to darn socks.
1: Oh, really? So wow. I was trying to
0: apply that principle to my, my scarf, but I think because it was a really small hole, I kind of did too much sewing on it, if you see what I mean, yeah. it became too sort of clotted.
1: I wish I'd learned how to done It's socks. really
0: cool, you kind of sew around the edge to sort of fix it so it doesn't fray, and then it's almost like you make a weave, you, you sew across and then you weave through, do you see what I mean, from yeah. that direction?
1: I have seen Shit. it, but i have never i've never done it. I had an uncle um or rather a great uncle who was amazing at it. He was really really good wow. at sock darning, and I don't know he was quite old he might he, i always imagined he learned it when he was in the army, but i'm not I never followed that up whether that's something because they always say like sailors on ships yes that yes. they they were they could sew and sort of mend their mend their clothes and stuff. So I don't know whether soldiers were taught how to mend their I stocking. bet they were. It seems
0: like a military thing. Yeah. But I are. think, like, my mum, it was obviously during the war. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Second World War that you mended everything. And so, yeah. I, and it is it is really rather a beautiful thing, I think. And, and I like, I do like how it looks um, when you see sweaters that have got different color just little section. Yeah. I... But, and and it's quite interesting when there's
1: just one or one or two that you just catch a flash of that mm. There's also I most people who talk about that they also mention something called boro which oh. is a sort of Japanese technique where they use where they just use little patches and they just sew them on top of each other with a sort of just a running stitch and the uh-huh. There's one, there was an exhibition that sort of went round. it's someone's collection, and it ends up being really, really beautiful. But it is a, for me, that's, it's a, also a little bit of a, um, in a way, not, not an uncomfortable thing, but it, it was done because people were poor. It's not that they tried to create something beautiful. Or maybe they did, I don't, that's, I. I that I don't know, but it was done out of necessity not to... Not to create something that then ends up in an art gallery. I don't know. Maybe it yes. doesn't matter, but you know, I have. I need to think about it a bit more. Have some issues, obviously, with it. Um, oh,
0: I know what you mean because it could be kind of um, aestheticizing poverty. Mm, and yeah. Kind of making it into a quaint thing to do. Mm. But I think there's so much. There's such a great need for more sustainable attitudes towards clothes mm. that I think. It's a good thing overall. Yeah, and I, I it means also think buy less and waste less.
1: Yeah, and I I, I guess with the borrower, it is it to it displayed is also about sort of appreciating the craft mm, that people put into it. True. Even even if that wasn't the the main driver of of doing doing the work. But I I really um, need to need to read more about it. I don't know in, I don't know enough.
0: But it's but, interesting that it's cross cultural as well, and it's kind of that there's different techniques within different cultures and also that there are these things like wolf and, uh, that are kind of responding to people doing
1: this Yes, I, I think that's really interesting and I think, I wonder why and it all seems to have happened in the last 10 years at the oh. most which is the same as this Emily Spivak Woman Stories book yeah. and my mother gave me another book from which is also, oh yeah it's called Women and Their Clothes um, yeah. and and I just wonder why why that? Yeah, why that is? Why that is at the moment?
0: I actually just read. Um, I've got both the Emily's private books, and I just read the the one. The latest one is all people in New York, like whether they're tourists or whatever. It's like clothes they've worn in New York, um, and it is really, really interesting. I mean, it's. I like that. It, it's sort of interesting because it's like the 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 garment is decontextualized. It's just photographed against white. Mm. so you're focusing on it as an object in a gallery almost and then you have this really personal story with it so I kind of like that contrast but I think I mean what I feel for, from reading it and reading both of them is she's really interested in stories around clothes and how because in some cases like one of the ones that I liked most was um, Selma Golden who's the director and chief curator at the um, studio museum in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And she is married to Jura Olawo, the um, fashion designer. And it's like about her wedding dress and the wedding dress he made her. And it's really beautiful <clears throat> because she talks about the dress itself and the different fabrics that it's made from that, that linked to sort of their cultures and their histories, but also how it felt to wear it that day at, at town hall and how she wears it subsequently and it it's very I I suppose because she's a curator she thinks about it in several different ways and it's really very very focused on the garment so there's stories like that but some of them are much more I happen to be wearing this when this thing happened okay so it's much more as though the garment or the accessory has prompted a memory Mm. and so it's kind of interesting that the clothes act in different ways and that there's different kinds of stories that come out of looking at something specific in your wardrobe. Mm. Um, So that's really interesting. But I I guess it's still a way of reflecting upon your clothes and thinking more about the wearer, Mm. isn't it? It's still kind of thinking what kind of, you know, what does a wearer put into the garment, as it were, and whether that's memories and stories or mending it, which I suppose becomes another story.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was split this way, and then I mended it that way. Mm. Then it's like continuing a story.
1: Yeah. It's just interesting, this sort of attachment. Mm. Yeah. That's
0: true. Mm. Yeah, that's true. true. Because as you know, I'm a great chakarata. Yes. I'm the opposite of this. Because, I mean, I do keep my clothes, and I do really look after my clothes, but then I give things away to charity shops every year as well every season yeah i I, just feel very free and happy giving things
1: away yeah no i do that i i'll bring them there's a sort of a charity bin on my way to work where i I bring things but i do that but i also i guess maybe it's just some things that i just can't let let go of yeah i think no one has yet found a way of mending shoes or i'm sure people have but that's that's true that's a bit more yeah again a bit more hardcore that i don't think i could do that but that that's all about um it's been all about me what about you
0: well i wanted to tell you about re-watching probably for like the 900th time unzipped which i don't know if you've seen it because i don't know if we've talked about it before
1: i don't think we have and i don't think i have seen it
0: we need to see it. I'm going to make you come round and sit down and watch it with me. Okay. And and I'll keep being really annoying and saying, this is one of my favourite bits. <laughs> this is when this happens. Um, it's unzipped. It's a documentary of Isaac Mizrahi's making collection in, I think, 1995. Oh, yeah. And it's like the beginning of it is he has had some bad reviews. And so this is him thinking, well, what do I do next? And what do I create? And it's just, it's just, such a kind of I don't know it's a really sort of inspiring and joyful documentary I mean because of him and his personality like he's really really funny and he talks about amazing like influences on his work and sort of films and TV programs that he loves but it also I think gives you a really great insight into how designers do work so it's like him in bed watching Nanook of the North <laughs> oh
1: thinking, I do remember oh that goodness. yeah but I think <laughs> I've only ever saw that bit um oh
0: really That's yeah. so funny. and like saying oh you know and he's like sketching as he watches so it's just it's like capturing that that sort of idea of creative people immediately translating what they're seeing into something else so it's really great and it shows you yeah, it shows you like the different stages of him putting together the collection and like working with the various people he works with. But there's also like amazing there's this amazing bit where he goes to see Ursa Kit and she's like riding around saying, You must make up gowns for me and and she's got these like poodle dogs running around and it's just very crazy and, and brilliant. And it also because of when it is, it's kind of you know, it's pre-internet, it's pre-a lot of stuff that we take for granted now. And so you see him going out to the newsagent to buy Women's Wear Daily to read the reviews, which seems so... I don't know, it seems like this historical moment that's now gone, you know, which is really good. And it's kind of... Those bits are shot in sort of lovely, grainy, black and white, so you really get a sense of New York and the city as well. Um, But then you also see like every big model models in this show. So like Amber Valletta comes in and it's like a really early Mm. thing for her and Shalom Harlow. And there's this brilliant bit with Kate Moss that I love because he decides that he wants the show to have a scrim, you know, like in ballet performances. Mm -hmm. so, So the models are all getting dressed behind the scrim and every now and again, they put the light on so you can see everything behind so you're seeing it's almost like that's a performance and then you have the catwalk mm. in a second performance so he's having to ask all the models if they'll be okay with the fact that they can be seen getting changed and there's this brilliant bit of Kate Mars like baby Kate Mars very young and she just looks at the camera and goes what <laughs> no <laughs> it's so yeah. and there's like Naomi Campbell not wanting to take off her engagement ring and and, you know, Christy Turlington and Cindy Crawford. They're just like, everyone is in it. And Linda Evangelista being quite whiny. And then, you know, the end is him going and getting the good reviews from Women's One Daily. But it's, oh, it's just so much fun. Sorry, I've like summarized the whole no, view you there.
1: you've just done, well, this is one of my favorite things for some bizarre reason, is people telling me films. I, I prefer that to seeing the film.
0: I do know that about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, so you've just done, done done something I really, really like, so it's fantastic. Well, I'm, pleased.
0: I'm happy.
1: <laughs> so, but um, why why did you, was there a particular reason to watch it, you watched it again, or is it just because you like it so much?
0: It was because it was my birthday, so I wanted to watch ah. a film I really loved. Ah. And, and then I wanted to put it on Instagram because I wanted everyone to see it and love it as much as me. And... I did the most overlong Instagram story because (laughs) I couldn't just... I was thinking, just pick five things. But I did about 20. So I completely went against the whole principle of Instagram stories, really, because it's like I thought, you have to see this when it all goes into colour and you have to see (laughs) this. So, yeah. Yeah, because we've been watching different films over Christmas.
1: So what else have you been watching? Anything I should also watch?
0: Well, I also think we need to lend you... I got... We got this box set of Ernst Lubitsch, early Ernst Lubitsch. Oh, I'm still in Germany. I've seen Have those. Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen yeah, those. Aren't yeah,
1: am good. Mm, and we yeah. watched.
0: Um, I don't want to. I don't. Want yeah, to I don't want man. to be a man.
1: Yeah, with Ossie oh, wow. Oswalder.
0: She, I'd never seen her before. She's so funny. Yeah,
1: I love that. Yeah, I've. I've actually, I love
0: it. i I love it, it. Like I love because she's she's like a sort of naughty teenager. Mm. And I love it that she's like really annoying her guardian. Not her guardian, her what do you call it, governess. Because she's dancing around and being silly when her uncle's away and, and the governor says, What are you doing? And she says, Gilly dallying. And <laughs> I think we all need to gilly dally yeah, more. Definitely,
1: in our lives. definitely. But I love the sequence when she dresses when she dresses oh, up so as a man good. to go out. It's it's really good. Yeah. No. It's
0: so so good. It's so good. And and when she goes to the tailors and all the yeah. tailors are like, Let me measure you
1: Yeah, no, though I get the arm, you get the leg. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> no, I I love that. The other one that you definitely need to watch if you haven't, you maybe have done it, is this Salome film. Um, oh no, by, I by Charles, it's the director. I think is Charles Bryant, and it's got it's from. Oh, I've forgotten now. Thirteen? No, twenty-three. It's from twenty-three, and the ugh, I've forgotten her name. It's terrible. The wife. I hate when I do that. But it's the wife of Rudolf Valentino. She Natasha Rambo. That's it. She she did the costumes and they they are so crazy. Oh my word. They are absolutely totally crazy the costumes uh, in a very, in a good way. Um it's it, it's a bit it, yeah, it's 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 not a very snappy film, but it mm. it doesn't matter because because it's so, so amazing to see see all the the costumes. Yeah, it's really worth watching. Um, oh, I'm
0: definitely going to look for yeah. that. Because we wanted to also watch Falbala, which has got costumes by Marcel Rochas, And so we oh. wanted to watch that, but we couldn't mm. find it. So we need to search more.
1: Mm. I don't think I've seen... I Have I seen that? Yeah, we have yeah. a really good DVD shop nearby, so they, they usually have most yeah. things. Yeah, see um, if they
0: have that, because yeah. I really want to see it.
1: Okay, I'll check that out. Check
0: for that one. <laughs> I'll check that for you. Yes, please Please find a DVD for me because I'm too lazy to do it <laughs> myself.
1: <laughs> it will be my pleasure.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Okay, well.
1: On that note.
0: Yeah, on that on that note, now I've given you your assignment. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. And we yeah. Can catch up and see what we've been doing.
1: Yeah, let's do so. that. Yeah, have All a good right. week. Talk
0: to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.